0: in development, it's Cave Crisis. I
1: hate that sound.
0: The comic book podcast, Mm. hosted by me, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. I feel like I haven't said that in the last couple weeks. If I have, tell me I'm wrong in the comments. Uh, This is a podcast about graphic novels, sequential art, comic books, lines on paper, all those things, (laughs) and also about movies based on comic books. We do a lot of that, too. And... (laughs) I am here with Chris. Defer, oh, hi, regular yes. Regular calls, Chris Hello. Frantista. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of hand oh. signals going on. I was here.
2: just showing off. Uh, this is Brett. What? Hey, Where's, Brett. Wait, Brett.
0: How does it go? What did I say? Hey, hey shut up. This it. is Brett. <laughs> yes, yes. Classic. That's we're getting that. too old for that stuff now. Like uh, that, no, Chris no. doesn't have the energy to be bonsoir anymore. That's not true. I just I can't physically you never do enough. Really break your butt cheeks in the forest.
1: In like and everybody does it now. Where's is the Macho Man. Alright,
2: so here's here's a Brett bot take. Yes. Hey, shut up. This is Brett. Nice. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> cool bowling.
0: <laughs> uh, what was the.
2: Uh, elephant? robot elephant shooting balls at you. Uh,
0: classic. These are all references. <laughs> I don't know how much our audience really gets that. Uh, it was five um, years ago. No, I was showing like off the vitiligo going crazy on my hand. What are you talking about? You've do
2: got you... vitiligo? Do you not see the giant white patches I do, skin? but what is
1: vitiligo? It's, when...
2: It's, when... It's, when it's what is happened to Michael is Jackson. That
1: the Black Panther lives?
2: Yeah. It's the city in that... That's
1: Wakanda.
0: Jesus
2: oh. Christ. No, this is like there's no pigment in my hands there, and so there's been so much sun lately, my hands are getting darker while that part stays... Mm-hmm. And it becomes really visible when I tilt my hand they sideways. Look like stretch marks. I really thought you Famous. were trying to do like a little.
3: Hi, Hello, everybody. No, it's right? just
2: like both of my hands have it, but this one's way worse. Mm-hmm. But, Famous
0: uh, people who have suffered from that disease are Michael Jackson, mm. uh, Joe Rogan. And, not uh, Joe Rogan and David. Uh, da- How do okay. I say David okay. Daniel Bryan.
1: Daniel.
0: Bryan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've noticed that. You can oh. see the patches on his skin, which yeah. like it sucks for him to suffer from that one. Yeah. Like he has to wrestle basically naked most yeah. nights. Like yeah, uh, yeah this
2: is on my hand, so it's super visible. So hit me up at PAX East <laughs> uh, or wherever.
0: Maybe so maybe touch my hand and E3. bother my hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe you. Maybe you'll sneak into E3 with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just a Comic-Con, warning, Con Pax Prime, we'll be there. Yeah, just as a warning, next week. No, I hope no big news breaks uh, while at E3 because we'll be there at E3.
1: Not everybody.
0: That's right, Chris. <laughs> what do you think about not being at E3 for the first you could time stay in, in like, someone's like hotel, five you know, years? Just be down
2: there.
1: Well, I think if that's, you can get your
0: ass down there,
1: it sucks. Usually, I just go and don't even think about it, and uh, it kind of sucks that like I didn't make this decision not to go, but it's been it's kind of exhausting mm-hmm. and it's not been any less exhausting the older i get
0: well yeah i am looking forward to getting exhausted this next week it is as well. fun to
1: be in the same place as everybody but like
0: but gdc is that too and you get to sleep you don't in have a bed. mobile
1: laser
2: time unit because michael I, said he won't do a vga somewhere
1: in uh somewhere, somewhere in your
2: office no one can seem to find it oh guys I I found that did you the thing with the two things, yeah, yeah. I think I found that. Really? Yeah, we packed up all the stream equipment, and I think I found it. Oh, sweet! I do believe, Mister,
0: I do believe <laughs> Mister Parez will be down there as well. Really? True. Rippy's yep. going. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that, that's not about comic books though. To t- this week, they announced that Batman: Arkham Knight, which looks very cool, is now a 2015 game, which is like bleh. It's fine with me, I know okay. I just I, yeah. we just did Arkham
2: Origins. I could use a break. Yep. Like, take your time, make it good. Yeah, I guess. Can uh, I can learn to air. wait for things. I'm not seven. <laughs> That's the end My result.
1: favorite thing in the trailer is it showcased the Batmobile. Mm-hmm. And it's a tank now. As we always talk about, whenever you bring in Batman's vehicles, mm-hmm. it calls into question, do not kill if you have above military grade hardware with <laughs> barrels longer than most, uh, most tanks sticking mm-hmm. at it. And it does little stat things on it And like One of them just said Non-lethal slam rounds <laughs> like, you That thing is as big As a normal sized tank You can't just call it A normal sized slam round And have me see a giant explosion mm-hmm. And how are you going to get around Batman not killing When yeah. I'm mowing down 700 people Trying to get to a Riddler trophy That's going to happen <laughs> They're trying to have their explosions
2: and eat yes. it, too. Well, no, they evacuated the city. Yeah. And you'll drive oh, through a bunch of you know, trash streams. There'll streets. be a bunch
1: of uh, hungry, John DiMaggio-voiced... Uh, <laughs> people down the ground. I'm freezing my cans off out here. I'm wearing nothing but a wife beater. Here's no. my non-lethal <laughs> slam round right to your fucking <laughs> shit. Nolan
0: North will be there too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but good uh, to know. but as they say in true lies, <laughs> they were all bad people. That's the, so you don't have to worry about. <laughs> and it. that
2: man who was smashed between a steel tank and a concrete wall is merely unconscious. Yep. If the if the universe says he's unconscious, then yeah. he is. Oh, he'll, he, oh, he'll never walk again. He
1: won't breathe without a machine. But mm. uh, Batman did. Non- he can't tell the built.
2: difference between a person and a calculator anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> he is not
0: dead. Uh, fun times, guys. Indeed, fun times. Hank, indeed. Hey, so what have you been reading? Be-
2: I, this morning, woke up and thought, I'm going to read something before Cape Crisis today. Oh, boy. So, apparently, Original Sin 3 came out today. I haven't read that. I read, read it. Too? Damn it. Is it I, every week? I did read it. And I the- know what
0: happens at the end. I, I saw a spoiler. Which okay. The last page. I kind of expected this to happen in this book. You've
2: kind of predicted it, but it's also like, well, one, the slight spoiler of the villain who, who you named last time. I didn't name him. No, well, you alluded that there was a villain you never see used and you were Mm -hmm. happy. So, Original Sin, minor... Well, this is... It's hard to say what's spoilers because it's not even halfway done yet. So, what the real outcome is is still unknown. But if you don't want to hear anything about Original Sin, skip ahead. Get it out of your pocket when you're jogging. I know you're doing that right now. Skip ahead. Now... Uh, original Sin 2 was the orb. Yeah, I love the orb. It was just a giant eyeball for a head. Mm-hmm. Now, it is a mask, right? He doesn't actually have it, No,
0: it's his face. At least as I saw him written by Jason Aaron in Ghost Rider, mm. it's his face. Okay. Like. He got hit with a nail in the head, like, in his eye, in one of the
1: Ghost Rider books. One hell of an origin story.
0: So, but yeah. (laughs) And that's uh, how he became Nail Man. And then, yeah, at the end of 2, he released every secret. Yeah,
2: so he had one of the Watcher's eyes, and it exploded, and it released, like, one secret to every person. So, like, Mm -hmm. everyone's, like, you see Spider-Man go, like, I had no idea, and Hulk is now enraged at Stark. I'm assuming because of Planet Hulk. Yeah. But who knows? Uh but apparently like all everyone learned some horrible secret and it just shattered everyone's like morale. Mm-hmm. So then meanwhile in space, uh I still can't get over it. I really don't like the pairings. Like it just doesn't it's make It's supposed it, yeah, I think it's supposed to be weird. It, like it just a, it makes no sense. Doctor Strange yeah. and the Punisher roaming the <laughs> astral plane.
0: They're trying to have an interesting <laughs> thing. I did team think ups, that was like, who's who Emma
2: Frost teamed up with? Black Panther, Black Panther, yeah, like it's, a bunch it's of combinations you never see. Get it? It's interesting. It's kind and of interesting, but it is just so bizarre. Yeah. And then Moon Knight, Gamora, and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> like, Where's well, Nova, makes... Nova, Right? Nova's no, like... he's not out there. So in issue three, yeah, you said this is issue three spoilers as well, since it's out today. Oh boy, uh,
1: well,
2: well, we don't have to. I mean, it's it's a major thing, but it's like it was so gratuitous that I'm like, you know the Malibu Street Fighter comics when Sagat or Balrog scalps Ken in that issue and it's like super bloody and it's like number two. I never saw that. So I bought that comic as a kid in the grocery store. Like, I love Street Fighter. (laughs) And it's number two and Ken is like brutally killed on (laughs) panel. And Sagat beats the hell out of him then scalps him and then mails the scalp to Ryu and then Ryu opens the box and says, Ken, my oldest friend, no, <laughs> while he's holding Ken's fucking scalp in his hand. <laughs> like the blonde hair with skin attached to it. Right. And I'm just like, fuck this, closed it, never read it. Again, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And then the in the last panel of this, the last page of this issue is on par with that to me where I'm like, why would you so brutally kill this character like it just seems unnecessary. It almost to me. seems
0: like they're trying too hard to prove they're dead. Yeah. Because as I have said on this uh, podcast before, if you kill somebody in not the last issue of a mega mega series like this, then there is fifty percent chance they will be reborn by the mm. end of it. Or they'll like that's exactly what happened in Final Crisis. In Final Crisis, they kill Super Batman in issue six. And I just knew epilogue of issue seven. They're already going to open the door for right, Batman's well. Return. In this,
2: in this case, it's like um, well, Nick Fury is notorious for life model decoys. So
0: well, here's okay. Here's my theory, and it's uh, one I've seen floated out there before. So the whole plot of this is Watcher's dead. No yeah. more Watcher. Who is a guy who spent his entire career watching folks? and keeping up on all their secrets and now has no purpose in the Marvel Universe because he's been replaced by his more cinematic, uh, uh, Marvel cinematic looking son. Um, Nick Fury. Yeah, old Nick Fury has no place in the regular Marvel Universe. He just kind of shows up to be like, to just tell people, I'm not going to lead S.H.I.E.L.D. no more. Right. So you kill him, make him the new Watcher, bing, bang, boom. Oh, interesting. That's what I think. It's basically the same thing that happened to Hal Jordan before they uh, became went- the Phantom or the Specter. The Specter. He's he's not Billy Zane, right? He didn't slam evil. <laughs> he did not. So yeah, I I need to read that, that whole bunch. But
2: uh but yeah, number three, it it just continued that like you know oh who could do this and they also introduced another villain I've
0: never heard of mm-hmm. Midas. Hmm. I'm sure the they exist guys? somewhere. This. This all sounds like this whole series is them bringing back a lot of 70s yeah, bad it's, guys. it's like, pretty
2: crazy. I mean, it's... I have it's, a feeling as, like, uh... It's definitely just weird. Like, it's for a Marvel event, it's weird. But mm-hmm. I look—I do like Deodato's art, so... Yeah,
0: so here's what I... Here's what makes me feel weird about it. Okay, and spoiler time is over. Okay, but if, um...
1: No, we don't have tracks on this thing, right?
0: I'm just saying. If they came to this, now they would know spoilers are over. They've been skipping around. Spoilers are over. Over. Said it a third time. Okay. Um, I think in general, so with news we're going to talk about a little later. Mm -hmm. I'm getting the feeling this this bad feeling. I think Marvel's getting too influenced by what they're going to make into movies now. To the uh, to the detriment of all their other characters that legally they can't make films of. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And so, like, this mm-hmm. book, for example, you look at who's getting elevated and, like, who... They've got the Avengers front and center, Marvel, uh, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and the Thing are part of that group. But the Avengers, who star in their movies, mm-hmm. are the main team on the regular team. team and then when you have the weird team or that Brett was talking about mm-hmm. Gamora they own that Moon Knight mm-hmm. own that Nova Cat, uh, Punisher Do- Doctor Punisher Strange again? they got Punisher back okay. yeah. Punisher Doctor Strange but Emma Frost
1: she-
0: Emma Frost is the one they don't yeah, but but yeah she's, that- they, they
1: killed her in the Fox universe oh, wait. or did all they right, or I mean did. they did
2: but yeah because it is like X-Men is too big to mess with like mm-hmm. you can you can bury the Fantastic Four a little Well, you you can you can kill Wolverine for a certain amount of time, but you can't keep X Men out of the loop. Like it's just too Mm -hmm. big. Like it's 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 too it's too its own thing. You can definitely keep it separate from the rest of the universe Mm -hmm. because the X Men and the mutants are so caught up in their own
0: shit anyway. you make the Avengers the main stars of your crossovers from now on, that wouldn't have worked. See, that was in the '90s. They couldn't have done that because the Avengers were not on the level of the X Men and like. Even, no, the X-Men ruled the 90s. Yeah. With yeah, Spider-Man in second, but it was not a close second. No. But thanks to the movies, like, like the Avengers are on the level of the X-Men. No, they've surpassed them. They have surpassed the X-Men. Because the X-Men just got way too confusing while the Avengers stayed awesome. But, okay, but yeah. But, but I do,
2: I mean, I haven't kept up as much lately, but I do feel like the Marvel Now era of X-Men was way easier place to jump in
0: oh yeah, yeah with
2: uncanny rebooting and then uh all new and yeah i was just X-Men. having
0: a conversation with somebody saying like uh she had just seen days of future past and she was like i kind of want to read more x-men and my and uh my husband was telling me i should read the jim lee books i was like no don't read no, those no, like no, you no, those will make zero sense to you they'll look good but they'll only look good by ninety standards even so I said, like, actually, you kind of want it. you could just start with all new and uncanny that Bendis is yeah. writing, or I told her, like, then, then I realized, like, no, the number one one to start with, but you kind of have to stop when he leaves the book is Joss Whedon's astonishing X Men. Yeah, X-Men. yeah like, that's great. That is the X Men book to suggest. To yeah,
2: anybody. it is a ton of fun, and Cassidy's art's amazing. So. Yeah,
0: and then he did every issue too. Like it yeah, is twenty five. It's twenty five issues. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah I think yeah they did twelve of twelve two twelve issue runs and, and then an, then and a an giant annual. sized finale
2: yep it's great I loved it astonishing mm-hmm. is a great book to read uh I don't think I read anything oh I did over the weekend buy a another X Men trade uh of the eighties which was Follow the Mutants oh so wow there, so there's part one and two and part one is all like the new Mutants stuff and I was like I don't care about this I don't want to read it but part two is like. All Apocalypse How Angel Becomes Archangel Oh wow it, it, It's like And I've never read that But it Like that, those are literally The stories I've heard alluded to, uh, That like I've heard alluded to And mentioned And like I expert like, on the back Of Marvel cards Yeah seriously One like, panel things Yeah about well it. like Even when I was in Fourth grade And that first series Of Marvel trading cards Came out mm-hmm. Like Archangel Was already around mm-hmm. But like they would mention Like did you know Apocalypse Blah 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 And I was like Wow that's so neat This is like mm-hmm. a whole world There was an
1: angel And an Archangel card
2: Yeah because it was still that, it yeah. was still fresh enough that they could do that mm-hmm. but this was like oh well here are those issues where that actually happened I've never actually mm-hmm. read them and so far man that art's not very great mm. I don't like that X factor art it is all X factor mostly yeah. but but it does a good job of collecting like incredible Hulk issue and, and just things that involve X factor in those early days um, so I, I've been I read the first two or three issues of that cool uh, it's also neat because it, it is like post inferno post
0: so that's when they were living in the Outback? No, they're they're in New York, but... No, it's the fall of the... No, it's... No, sorry. That's, like, the mutant genocide or something that happens. Like, that there's a really... There's a confusing arc where... It seems like Marvel had, like... i going to lose my train of thought here if I, okay, finish if I finish don't thing, finish the story. <laughs> uh,
2: but it is... I, I don't remember what I was... What was I saying? Sorry. The
0: fall of the mutants, it's uh, Inferno oh right so
2: it's after Inferno it's after Dark Phoenix it's after all that so you get Jean Grey because X-Factor is them all coming back the original X-Men coming back and then posing as mutant hunters for the government while they actually are recruiting and saving mutants Uh, a neat concept an interesting concept and I'm like this cannot last very long Mm. (laughs) because if people think you're hunting mutants eventually mutants will come after you and they're like no JK and it's like they're not gonna listen but you see Scott this, this, this trade does contain the first time Scott and Jean actually talk and they get really angry because Scott's like, oh, I let you die. And oh, I've disappointed everybody. And it's just usual Cyclops m- 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 emo nonsense. Mm-hmm. But then Jean Grey's just like, I didn't die. That wasn't me. I was just in a cocoon. Like, I thought you were dead. I was. Like that kind of
0: <laughs> yeah." But I, it's
2: them finally like arguing about like, uh, no, that was a girl who just looks exactly like me. And it kind of
0: explains what happened. You lived my life. Yeah. And you all thought it was me, but it wasn't. Yeah. Because they had to do it to clear her name of Je- like yeah, murdering yeah, yeah. a planet, yeah. and that's something that bugs me. It really bugs me when Bendis was writing, like uh, the Avengers vs. X Men book, because yeah, Look, I don't expect Bendis is not Dan Slott. He's not going to remember every little detail, and you shouldn't expect a comic book writer to know every single thing that ever happened in Marvel right. comics for over fifty years. Sure, but if one of the key points of your story is the Phoenix force Mm -hmm. and they're going to keep bringing up, like we can't let the Phoenix force do this. You know what it did to Jean. Like you should know that Jean didn't die. Like Jean wasn't killed by the Phoenix force that that wasn't her. It was a Phoenix force posing as her. Like, and it just bugged me that he kept coming back to that. It's the easier emotional through line. Like you can have Wolverine just, if Wolverine just went, Well, yeah, it made us think that somebody who looked like Jean died, but it wasn't really her. And like, that's a long explanation. I get that, but it's a major plot point. Yeah.
2: Well, even that trial of Jean Grey, that was an all-new X-Men and Guardians of the Galaxy. mm -hmm. It was still based upon this thing of like, which he writes. Yeah. (laughs) And it's still like, which it was a fun story, and I did Mm -hmm. like it, but and it also elevates her powers to this new area where they are now. Yeah. But it is this thing of like. It wasn't her, and she Phoenix didn't do Force it. The Phoenix was like, attracted
0: to her, yeah, and it
2: yeah. chose to replace her, but yeah. it was not her. But it's also like, well, it's gone right now, so yeah. you know, it doesn't al- exist. There's also a lot of other people right now, so how do you know it would even? So there's just a core problem where I'm like, I get why. People would be angry, but I just have a hard time believing people like Gladiator and the Shi'ar would actually be like, yes, let's bring this lady to just, like, I don't believe they would actually give a shit. They're not space
0: cops. Yeah,
2: like, I don't feel like they would care, like, oh, like, we brought Hitler through time as a, te- <laughs> as a teenager. They and, will stand trial. And now we're gonna nail you to the wall, buddy, and it's like, he didn't, you can't do that, like, but he might one day, it's like, you. that's not how time travel works, and like, <laughs> is this really about him, or was it more about you? Uh, yeah, it's about Gladiator. Well, I'm just
1: saying, if you bring, if you, in that case, if you bring Hitler back to life to make him stand trial, <laughs> this is really more about you yeah, than yeah. it is about Hitler. Yeah.
0: What did you read, Chris? Um,
1: I read Cowl, the first issue of Cowl.
2: Cowl. Cowl. Yeah.
1: Cowl is a new new thing from Image. It takes place in the 1960s Chicago, and it's kind of one of those stories where all the superheroes kind of uh, become official and protect Chicago against. Uh, they work for the government. They're all very wealthy. It, it's it seems like well-trodden ground, of, but it's but the bunch, setting is
0: awesome. Bunch of Cook County elitists. Yeah, like that.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that some I'm thugs? guessing is Cook that County is now? the
0: home of Chicago and yeah. the Chicagoland area. Yeah, yeah, and, and Chicagoland area. Open Chicago. For some
1: reason, I read magneto number one just because it was in my marvel now i think Mm -hmm. i read
2: number one yeah Yeah, and it was all right i like that magneto was like you're all wrong again
1: yes (laughs) he was it was definitely evil magneto when last i left
2: i think he was showing hints of so he's back to evil well it's not so much that he was evil he was just like no everyone's on the wrong path this is not how you make mutants better he he was he was
1: monologuing pretty hard swearing vengeance upon people and that's (laughs) A hallmark but it, of an evil
2: dude. Yeah but it was more like Vengeance on everyone else he, It was like He killed mutants. a bunch of
1: innocents and, Did he? Yeah Like no. in the very beginning Just cops I Funny. don't remember just cops. I
0: didn't see this mm-hmm. I had uh, to read this
1: But uh, the highlight for me was uh, I finally read the first two issues Of uh, Southern
0: Bastards mm. Jason Aaron's Southern Bastards I need to Three's out today I think Is it? I, or oh, maybe
1: next week uh, I'm trying not to Spend too much money on comics But If you like scalped well, it, so like, scalped. I loved scalped Scalp was so cool. Like, I was shocked to find out that Jason Aaron didn't grow up on a reservation. Like, it seemed so authentic. Yeah,
0: it was a shocker. In the well, this isn't a spoiler because it's not yeah. a plot point in scalped. But mm-hmm. in his farewell letter that was in the last issue, like mm-hmm. his coda to the book, he says like, "Yeah, I wrote this whole thing. I've never left. I've never been above the Mason Dixon line. I don't mm-hmm. know any. I I am not." Uh, I've never been to a reservation. I am not Indian. I'm not Native American. Like, I'm not any of these things. It was just research and, like, living life, man.
1: But he, right. he, it's just that the atmosphere he created, I've, I, I had been to an, in, uh, an Indian reservation in that area at one point. It's just as depressing as it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, lo- I loved the setting and scalped. Mm-hmm. And then when he starts out, you know, at the end of the, of, I'm from the South. And
3: mm-hmm. I didn't
1: know he's like, yeah, I'm born and raised in Alabama. I grew up on Jesus and ro- Rolling Tide. Um, this is this is where I'm from. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna write about. And like, yeah, it's it's a very weird portrayal of the South. It's I don't know. You could probably relate to yeah, just oh, as yeah. much as me. And, totally. it, and I'm not really sure what the story is they're going for after even two issues because it stars like a 70 year old man, um, <laughs> but still ends up being incredibly violent and.
0: I also love that uh what's his face? Uh Jason Aaron, he tweets about wrestling too. Does he? He's, yeah, he has a lot of uh during most pay-per-views he'll tweet about it. One of my favorites is, well, Jason Aaron number 1, he could be a member of the Wyatt Clan, like he he is bald and has a giant ass beard and oh, really? is a Southerner, yeah.
1: Wow, that's so not how I ever pictured and him. And second looks like.
0: he one of my favorite tweets from him was like Bray Wyatt, the pro wrestler, yeah, this is getting mm-hmm. a cheap podcast territory. But Bray, Bray Wyatt calls himself the devourer of worlds. And then <laughs> Jason which I don't, Aaron... Which I don't see, like.
1: Jason Aaron broke... But wrote, he has a floral shirt. This all checks out.
0: Jason Aaron said from now on, he's just going to imagine Galactus with a giant hillbilly beard.
2: <laughs> yeah, the devourer... Oh, yeah. I don't want to get on cheap podcasts, but like... I'll give you no, a sweet Abigail, you start spoiling raw
1: for me. Sister Abigail. What did I say? No, Jeez, did you
0: not... Good. Wait. A big deal happened on Raw this week. I know. I know. I, I was genuinely hurt. Uh, yeah. yeah, our favorite. Our Lost
1: favorite. Rollins. Anyway. Henry Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a-missin'. Uh, check out Southern Bastards.
2: It's fucking rad.
0: Well, let me talk real quickly about what I read. Uh, I read some more Uncanny Avengers, which I'm not really enjoying, but no, I'm sticking no, with when... it. Read Uncanny X-Men. I'm reading that, too. I'm just, I want to get through the storyline in Uncanny Avengers. Uncanny X-Men. Then there's also... Um, uh, the second collection of the She-Hulk by Dan Slott has come out, and it's the second Ultimate Collection, and it's the last of his books. Really fun. I love them. So I have the, I have the first three trades from, like, several years ago. How many more are there? After um, you should just buy... I believe the first three trades should cover up to the end of the first okay. Ultimate Collection. Okay. There's two Ultimate Collections, which, okay. yeah, it comprise about 40 issues. Okay. All right, but then the other thing I read... Uh, was just a book book on uh, uh, the it was Bart <laughs> Bart it, it was it was hardcore Holly's uh, biography the God. Bob Holly hardcore Holly biography it's a lot of fun even if you've never cared like I've suggested to Brett even though I don't think you probably ever saw hardcore Holly wrestle because like no. he was he was an attitude era WWE guy never did anything else like, no, I, I definitely didn't see him but he's a fun guy I there's one of my favorite bits in it is that he's Part of his book is just him trying to cover his ass because he's like the story of him is that he, the character he played was Ugh. a mean bully redneck and he's like come on I'm super nice I'm not, I respect people they respect me I'm super nice it's, he's apologizing for all this stuff and saying like nah the internet got this wrong I did this but the funniest bit in it is just like you know I'm an animal lover we went to Australia and Triple H paid for us to go to this. Uh, go to this animal reserve and we just got to walk around it and i was getting to feed a, a kangaroo and a kangaroo came up to me and he just put his face up to mine and another wrestler took a photo it looked like the kangaroo was kissing me <laughs> i was i was laughing all the rest oh of that golly. trip i was laughing all the rest of that trip boy Wait, what, what are we talking about bob ah uh, i just uh, love that bob holly who is this tough alabama hmm. redneck that is talking about Hardcore, how, like oh, this ad- adorable picture he took with a kangaroo.
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm still I'm I'm very slowly getting through the Stone Cold. Uh, it's a big book,
0: Stone Cold. Well, never read Bret Hart's book. That'll take you forever. Uh, oh wow, so it sounds pretty good. It's uh, you will you'll want to skip the first five ten chapters. Like, wow, really? Why? Because he th- seems to think his uh, light his uh, the first twenty years of his life before he wrestled in WWF is very interesting.
2: I mean, some of it must be right. Famous, like talking I, about his the basement and all that crap, like the oh my, dungeon, the dungeon. The dungeon.
0: Oh it was God. in a basement. All right, this is cheap anyway, podcast territory. Anyway, Let's anyway. talk about the news. There'll be a new episode of this week. News, guys. It was kind of disappointing news to hear that uh, the rumor going around about the Fantastic Four—they are not long for this earth. Oh. So did you, hear, you hear 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 this? this I heard about
1: this. I heard about this. All right.
0: So in case you haven't read, the rumor going around right now is that the Fantastic Four book and Ultimate FF in the Ultimate Universe are both going to be canceled temporarily. This is mm-hmm. this is the rumor. Cancelled temporarily uh, when to coincide with the release of the Fantastic Four movie because the. Uh, Publishers of of the Marvel books don't get any... They get apparently a very bad deal with the Fantastic Four and X-Men films with Fox. And they think, if we're publishing a comic during that time, Mm -hmm. that it's advertisement for Fantastic Four the movie, which we don't want to advertise.
1: This is not dirty pool, but it's fucking weird pool. I don't care. I don't
0: like... Well, like, I, I feel like it wouldn't be fair that... I've maligned DC a lot of times on here for mm-hmm. executive BS getting in the way of good
1: comic books. It's not a good excuse to people it who read things. Does to, feel this way too? Like to it also is away. like
0: Fantastic Four. Yeah. They are the Marvel superheroes, like yeah, They started Marvel Comics. began really with Fantastic Four. You can lie, uh, you wouldn't lie, but if you want to get technical about it, yes, it really started with the Submariner and Marvel mm-hmm. Comics number one published by Timely in 1940 <laughs> or 39 no yeah be 39 or 40 sorry i forget but um they technically started then but though that continuity ended in like the early 50s like marvel stopped recognizing it and then when they just wrote fantastic four that restarted yeah, yeah. the universe and then they folded in the old timely characters Marvel would not exist without the Fantastic Four, the Marvel Universe, and they are yeah they are mm-hmm. the key they are the keystone to the whole thing. Well, and and it I was really, having a conversation
1: yeah. about that with somebody. In that, if you're a comic fan or a Marvel fan, especially the importance of the Fantastic Four is constantly impressed upon you in yeah. kind of everything you read. And yeah. but it's it was, it's a very
2: hard comic to get into. This that's,
1: that's the that's problem. Friend, it's like,
0: never been a great seller. It yeah. Never
1: it, has it, well, it's it's. It has like like it has like, it has one foot in that hokey era that all comics are trying to shake, but that's partially like it's a tribute to Jack Kirby that it is. I co- know, I know, but that doesn't that doesn't get you more readers. I know, yeah, it's true. Because
2: like there's there are so many great FF stories, yeah. but it is like once every year and a half you get like oh a great six issue arc that I'm really glad I read. And then I stick on for the next story arc and a different creative team, and it's like, nope, I don't. This is dumb.
0: Mm-hmm. They have a promising thing, and then it just yeah. goes nowhere.
2: I also, yeah, I I don't like that idea of them if it's true, like canceling that because it's like, oh, it's advertising for a thing. Yeah. <laughs> What like it right. is? It, no, it's yeah, not. Well, your like,
0: comic book will be seen by way fewer people. Like than a poster. Book, like, you're
1: still like, making like, money off the movie. Like I don't understand. Yeah, the, apparently
0: they get a real bad deal. Like, fine. but yeah, it's like ready. a
2: bad deal is like, well, now you're gonna make like less money than you would. And, I but it's guess also like it's spiteful. It, it's it's spiteful well, as shit, and it's also like this is still a brand that you're mm-hmm. trying. Your answer to mm-hmm. a big movie coming out, which used to be the dream of all you assholes. <laughs> And now it's so commonplace that you're like, well, I'll just cancel the book. Like, that's such a petty move (laughs) when
1: when there's a movie out that we don't like. Well,
0: okay. Like, uh, the circumstances I heard is just that Marvel made. Marvel went bankrupt and they were Mm -hmm. desperate for money. Mm -hmm. They were. They really wanted to make money off of Spider Man, but the rights to that were still complicated. It took like three years of a lawsuit before they could get Spider Man unfucked up. So they needed to sign deals. And so. The management of Marvel, just to get a deal made, signed over the rights to the X-Men and Fantastic Four to Fox. And it was one of those deals they really regret now, which is just, if you keep making movies, you get to keep making movies. If you don't make one by a certain time, then we get it back. That was the situation they were under with Daredevil, which Mm -hmm. is why they got back Daredevil, Mm -hmm. because Fox was like, man, we can't figure it out, we don't know. But with Fantastic Four, they're giving it another shot. And Marvel doesn't make much money at all off of it directly from the movie. Like, I bet they sell more comics during that time, and they don't make mm-hmm. any. That's probably nothing to them. But that's the thing: is like well, they just, do with, make with, money off Spider-Man. Apparently, with, they actually like right. not as much as they would if they made Spider-Man themselves. But they make mm-hmm. money.
2: But it's like without when a Fantastic Four movie is out, it's like that's a chance for you to get readers involved and your answer is instead. No. Mm-hmm. Well, like that's they, just totally backwards.
1: Well they I Because it could still help it could it can't not make them
0: more money. Perhaps their long term plan is that if they try to their best to make this new Fantastic Four unsuccessful, then Fox will just give up the rights and they'll give it back to them. But it just sets a cycle of spite
2: Mm -hmm. between two companies that like
0: who should be working at I don't know. I don't even Well, you hear stories about Fox and how they treat their directors like they're not. How they treat
1: everything and everybody. Fuck those guys. Fox is awful. All you have to do is look at yeah, their Watchmen lawsuit. You may interview for a job with them, man. Watchmen lawsuit, shitty alien
0: movies, and... <laughs> they accidentally made a good Planet of the Apes. The last two diehards. So, yeah, there's yeah.
1: there's the silver lining.
0: Well, no, like, I think sometimes They're somebody awesome. can sneak through a good film through the Fox system, but... They are. All Something right, right. over there is fucked. But, yeah, I just hope... Uh, it, apparently it comes down from the top, is mm-hmm. the saying, that it is in Marvel, like, the, the guy who owns Marvel, the guy, Art Ike... Pearl Marvel, Marvel? <laughs> Ike Perlmutter Mutler, who, who ran Toy Biz and then bought Marvel Jesus. that he he doesn't like this and he, he says he can't cancel the X-Men books because mm. they're too popular but Fantastic Four is never that popular anyway so it's one of those things that punishes companies it punishes fans and mm-hmm. doesn't really benefit but it may just you. be a layoff of Fantastic Four for like six months and as I saw a comment mm. Tom Brevoort where the, uh, the high-level Marvel editor Tom mm-hmm. Brevort <laughs> That he made it Like he was dancing around and saying like We're publishing a Fantastic Four book now We're publishing one in three months And in a year from now we'll be publishing a book And somebody did the math on that they're like Well a year from now you could be rebooting Fantastic Four 1 Because it film's out of theaters But he also said You know we went two years without a Thor book like, just yeah. because they're that our most popular thing doesn't mean they have to have a book.
2: Like, yeah, but also when they canceled Thor for, like, two years, Thor wasn't that huge.
0: No, and it was also because they were way, they wanted to give Neil Gaiman a chance to write it, and he couldn't. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it's lame. It's same lame with that, like, Marvel 75th anniversary cover. Did you guys see this? Yeah. Where it's, like, it's a book that celebrates 75 years of Marvel Comics. Spider-Man's right in the middle behind him is the avengers mm-hmm. and then also the guardians of the galaxy people who are not there are the x men or fantastic four shit i was like really not even wolverine not even just wolverine in a non movie costume like
3: yeah but that's it's how, really, that's how seriously they take this shit it's yeah it's lame
2: it it will it, it may take 5 years 10 years mm-hmm. but it will lead to disaster
0: <laughs> because I, I once hope. that meddling starts it won't stop. Yeah, yeah. Marvel's got uh, they they need to stay away from that kind of hubris man. Yeah. You got to be no, careful. That, that
2: will that will tear things down.
0: All right. And so, when we get back, we got some good Marvel movie news, a uh, your responses to last week's question of the week about X-Men and another superhero oh, I mean, spotlight.
3: No. That's under,
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the break for episode 95 of Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast you all love and thank you very much for listening and as you know, I hope by now, that if you want to support the podcast in more ways than just listening you can go to LaserTimepodcast.com. go there and you can see a link to a PayPal store a PayPal button on the left side of the screen, boy I'm doing this worse than I normally do, left side of the screen, PayPal button, click on that, you can give a little money our way, helps the gears keep a moving also you can buy a t-shirt through the t-shirt store that's right underneath the PayPal button get a laser time t-shirt show your friends how cool you are or you can buy a uh, just about anything or a vg empire t-shirt too there's that as well and i think there's a cape crisis one on there i think or uh, you can buy stuff off amazon on the right side of the screen there's a bunch of links to amazon you can buy the stuff we're suggesting or buy anything from amazon and a little bit of money comes our way i just bought a bunch of uh, freeze-dried strawberries on there pretty good a pretty good low calorie snack also if you are listening to this on itunes be sure to subscribe and review i love seeing new reviews new reviews please folks i want to have more review uh, i want to have more positive reviews than did game apocalypse honestly like i think we're kind of neck and neck i want to be ahead come on guys you can do this and lastly it's now time for the hanks corner pick of the week I mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention again. The second volume of Dan Slott's She-Hulk collection is so much fun. Such an underrated series. So not enough people read it. I really, really enjoy that book. It is definitely worth your time. It is silly She-Hulk stuff that is like a a funny look at the Marvel universe, but not a parody. Like it still takes place in it, and serious stuff happens in it too. And it brings back a lot of characters most people like uh, that are that are really underrated. So, anyway, yeah, you can buy that through a link to Amazon.com that's on the show page for this episode on lasertimepodcast.com. And now back to the rest of the show
3: Avengers Assemble! Mr. Fantastic!
1: Invisible Woman!
0: Hey, welcome back to part two of the episode 95. G- episode 95 <laughs> of Cape Crisis. Uh, this, you know what it's time for, guys? What is that? Uh, well, do you think we should do the good Marvel movie news very quickly, or interesting Marvel movie news quickly, or the superhero spotlight?
1: Um, the, good, the, the news. We're going to wrap the news up.
0: Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange see this who's directing it the director of oh, sinister. sinister and also like deliver us from evil which that look like well dog the shit, exorcism of emily rose but, that like better but, but,
1: but, but it's like that pedigree is like somehow fitting it's a with horror film no
0: it is i think it's a smart hire to mm-hmm. get they they hire people who can do good it, it reminds yeah. me of when they
2: hired uh, winter soldier people
0: mm-hmm. well and actually i was gonna say the uh the the first Captain America director because Joe Johnson mm-hmm. Joe Johnson. yeah, because they wanted to do a 40 style film right, yeah. and they hired the guy who did Rocketeer, yeah. like, and also yeah. Hidalgo, like, both those things were like period action films, yeah. and so now they want to make apparently a horror film, a horror style superhero film with Doctor <clears throat> Stephen Strange, and Starring they hired Jared Leto, maybe. maybe Jared Leto, according to Variety. Jared, Oscar winner Jared Leto? Jared, Oscar winner Jared never, Leto. is Oscar the winner Jordan Catalano. High is at the front of the pack. Now I can never think of him without thinking of uh, K- Carolyn's comment that they have the same hair. That, that her and Jared <laughs> Leto. Oh, yeah. She's like, I can't make fun of him because me and him have the same haircut. So
1: I, <laughs>
0: <laughs> she probably said that with a straight f-
1: ah, I wish I would have heard it.
0: It was at the Oscar party. Weren't you there? Nope. I was Wait. stuck somewhere. I was at a bachelor party. I remember. Well, I remember your significant otter was there. Yes. So.
1: She wasn't at a bachelor party.
3: Mm. Well, she's she's Against cooler than you. Uh,
1: but yeah, yeah, that, that could be okay. I'm still. <laughs> they I,
0: need star power, but well,
1: that's Marvel. Well, if I had one rule, no one who has an Oscar, no one who's mm-hmm. in a no actor who's in a position to make any demands. Well, it's so a the next supporting Oscar, though. I mean, just saying, like no yeah, one. Yeah,
2: because it's like okay, you're in one and it succeeded. Mm-hmm. You gonna? Did he sign a contract for three? I
0: doubt it. <laughs> Did Marvel? Uh, I think Marvel. Marvel likes to pick people who are famous, but not too famous. Right. Like, it's a good. They move. they don't want them to over. Like they would definitely not hire someone on the level of Ben Affleck to mm-hmm. play. To play one of their characters, though the Justice League hires like aside from Ben Affleck and Have Jesse Eisenberg, consistent with that. Like well, aside from Ben Affleck and Jesse Eisenberg, nobody's really famous. Of the people well, they they are
1: promising young actors who are right for the role, and that's that's how you cast. Kind of same with radio. Star Wars. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. same with Star Wars. That's how you get the Mark Hamels of today.
1: Yeah, and that well, I mean, that's also how you build a character in people's mind. You don't mm-hmm. bring in an established face that people associate with a zillion other things.
0: Oh shit! And also, you, know, you see uh, Thanos get cast. Oh yeah, I did. That's... Josh Brolin. What's <laughs> Well, it said
1: as like, the he, voice. Who as could the we voice we pay the most to be unrecognizable?
3: <laughs> well, it's a voice. So. Josh
0: Brolin has a gravelly ass, mean voice. Well, so does. it's probably a CG. Dude. I wanted Sam. Oh, Elliot. it's one hundred. He was CG in Avengers. I like, wanted so. Sam Elliott from Big Lebowski. Well, so did he want some minor spoilers about G- Galaxy, like you know, he's in it. Like right. Right. Thanos has got to be in it, and he's just kind of like Why he. Do you spoil all the stuff for you. Well, I know exactly just what you're talking Ga- about. Well, from the it. comics, Gamora is related to Thanos. Yes. And they're looking like Infinity Gems are part of the plot of Guardians of the Galaxy. But so. there was a news
1: story this week discussing his exact role in the film, and I'll bet you I was read it. shocked
0: that that came out. Yeah, I, I did. Well, I, I also read... read there's this really great... You should read it, Brad. This... Uh, this, um, What's the word I'm looking for? A uh, rundown uh, like this long article about Kevin Feige... Feige. Feige. Gotta be careful how I say that. <laughs> Uh, Feige? Kevin Feige. Well, because it's spelled sort of like Kevin Feige from uh, uh, Pulpie, uh, from Freaks oh, and Geese. Speaking
2: of which, that is something else I read was that Thanos annual that kind of runs mm. through that you talked about last week. Oh, was that I, good? I did read. It was fun it was, it was by Starlin, right? Starlin and Ron Lim. So there's, Ow. there are there are moments where that where Thanos's face and chin and just the the composure of him on a page. It's like. I'm reading in an Infinity Gauntlet comic, mm. Air, the nice. '90s era Thanos drawn by Ron Lim. I was like, "That is a face I've seen before," and it was really fun.
0: But yeah, so the Thanos has been cast now for both Guardians of the Galaxy and for uh, for Avengers three, mm-hmm. assumedly. Where do they go after Avengers three, man? I wonder.
2: I'm telling you, I think it's gonna. I think Downey's gonna die. I think
0: <laughs> Thor's gonna die. Cap uh, will die in Cap three, which will. Uh, well, no, yeah, he'll I think be... Cap,
2: Cap might live just to die in Cap's... Well, Cap Three comes out before Avengers. 3. Now you're right. I so... wouldn't be surprised if Cap dies in three, and then Winter Soldier becomes Cap. It'd be but...
0: really weird if at the end of Avengers three, all like Thor, Cap, and Iron Man died. I like, I fully expect it because I don't think any of those people want to deal. with it. They don't want to be back now. And also, Downey's going to get too expensive.
1: I, I don't think it's that they'll.
0: It's also that. So what if he if it if it cost them seventy five million dollars to get him, he, they'd make it back. I like,
1: th- I also think. There's been one recasting in the Marvel universe, as far as I'm aware.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh yeah, Uh well, Oh no, Hulk. Oh Hulk. Well, I well the cinematic universe.
2: That is it. The 2008 Hulk movie is totally Norton, part of. Yeah. Was Edward Norton? Oh, I don't
1: know. I guess yeah. That's yeah. That's technically correct. Well, it had <laughs> sort of sort. That was still under the Universal banner.
2: Right, but it's so was Iron Man. But it's still. No, it was under Paramount.
1: It, well, I, you're, look, you're, this you're is totally a really. great It was part of the universe. <laughs> But, it, the, the, you know, the universe start, did start with Iron Man. Right. And he just happened to walk over to Universal Studios and Walt into a bar and talk to Sam Elliott, who should be. But and they mention
2: Irk's sign. Mm. They mention stuff that's mentioned in Cap. Like, it is totally mm. part of the movie. Damn it. Um, it's, it yeah. it's in the box set when you buy the fucking gigantic shield set. Is it really? Yeah. It's mm. a
0: phase one
3: film. Mm.
1: All right. I stand corrected. But uh, I think <laughs> they'll, right, have to, ha- they'll have to kill people because I don't think they'll recast those roles.
2: No, you'll need to kill him and then take like a year or two off and Not then start, kill, and start it again. Well, I'd boot. say... I, I think say, I think Avengers 3, if you're doing Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos, there's no way you don't have one of them die. Eh. I think
0: Tony's the only unrecastable yeah. one. Like, I think even Cap, even Cap, like, well... Well, Cap I know, is, Actually, after Winter Soldier, after one and even maybe Avengers, I'd say no, but Winter Soldier, like, he is Cap. but He was really good. But you've got a Winter Soldier backing him up. Like, yeah. Clearly, they're setting up uh, old Bucky. I hear he's got one of those seven picture deals, too, that everybody gets like. good. You, 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 it's, it's like I hear about when somebody signs on to do a, a pilot for a TV show. When you sign on to film the pilot and even do the first season, they're like, well, before we as- agree to let you film this pilot, sign this deal that you'll work for us for seven years at mm-hmm. this rate. And that's why it's season eight when everybody makes the big money. That's what happened with Star Trek. Oh,
2: yeah. oh. They all signed a deal, and I think it was season six is when it ran out. So it was five seasons, like you get at the same rate. But by season six, like uh, the show has like quadrupled its ratings as a pop culture phenomenon. Has a movie in the works. Has a spinoff in the works. Everybody wants more money. And then, yes, they should, and they did, and also the syndication is blowing up like it's ma- it's raking in cash. It's selling he-
1: episodes by the VHS, literally.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, that too. But it, <laughs> oh, like the thing, the thing with next gen is it got to this point where like it was a combination of we're seven seasons in, it got way more expensive to produce the show. Mm-hmm. All the actors feel like their characters have been explored really well. The writers feel like this this world has been explored well. Everything on paper says to keep going money and uh, well not money but like ratings and prestige the momentum is there the momentum is totally there to keep going but they're like actually at this point it's it's more profitable to stop making episodes Mm -hmm. and just syndicate the rest Mm -hmm. because I
1: actually I think that happened to Spongebob it was that that's how Could all the animation works. Well, Could
0: no, be. but then SpongeBob got so popular, they started making new episodes. Yeah, they had.
1: Uh, I think, but it was also by demand because like, that quietly happens to a ton of shows. Yeah. And well, then...
0: oppositely with the Simpsons, like mm-hmm. Fox is looking at the super long view because it's like mm. when they renew the Simpsons, they always have to give everyone a giant raise. Yeah. And yeah. And but it's worth it to them because they're like, we have a syndication package now of 520 episodes, and. They'll be worth something for another thirty years. So if mind. we had fifty more episodes that we could add to that group for thirty years, we'll make nine hundred million dollars. Okay, so you guys can even have like five million episodes there. Have it. But, it just took but a when they ask for, but when Harry Shearer and the rest ask for a percentage in perpetuity off <laughs> that money, then Fox is like, no, 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 can't have that. Like we're, <laughs> we'll pay you front. but we. We don't know how much that percentage yeah. is worth, and we don't want to give it up to your children.
3: You, <laughs> <yeah.
0: laughs> Why, your children are going to make money off something uh, you di- something you did like years after you're dead, that's for us. It's our money to
1: make. It's some our money to make. Asshole off your- kid in hovering course. glasses, like yeah, my dad was Moses Lack. I kind of don't have to do anything. I'd
0: rather Hank Azaria the third. <laughs> I'd rather Hank Azaria the third make money off it than Rupert Murdoch's shit, son. For true, like, for true. All right, you know what? It's time for. Or the Superhero
3: Spotlight Collect your hero. So dumb <laughs> I love that
0: one oh, I wow. do picture it every time Alright guys uh, So in honor of the Fantastic Four We're going to talk about my favorite When does the new movie come out? Next year, uh, May I believe Oof. May 2015 Gross uh, yeah. Wait who is directing that? Uh, the director of Chronicle I believe The one who just got
1: signed to do the new solo Star Wars movie? Oh, maybe not. Josh Trank?
0: No, it's not that. No. Different, maybe not Chronicle. What was the other superhero one? I thought it was Chronicle.
1: Is it? I'm almost positive. Now you're
0: making me look. All right, you look that up. Hang on. Yeah, look it up. Otherwise, close Superhero Spotlight. All right, (laughs) no. Superhero Spotlight. It's time for The Thing. One of my favorites. Uh, That would be Benjamin J. Grimm. J stands for Jacob, guys. Ben Grimm.
1: Oh, I thought and as and this
0: is an easy one to pinpoint his first appearance cuz it was the Fantastic Four number 1 in 1961 yeah, who on know created by Stanley and Jack Kirby and Jack Kirby kind of saw him as his i think he was one of Kirby's favorite characters if or at the very least his like surrogate character when when Jack Kirby went to DC he created a different surrogate character which was Dan Turpin in uh, the <laughs> The Superman books. Anybody remember Dan Turpin?
3: Yeah, uh, no, the guy with the no, hair. no,
0: no, no, no. no. Okay. Dan Turpin right. died. This is turning into the Dan Turpin spotlight. But <laughs> in uh, there was one awesome. Okay, do you remember the episode of More Super like Tan Turpin? Do you remember this? The Superman Adventures or animated series episode <sighs> yeah. where uh, the sky turns red and uh, Apocalypse is invading Dark Side and the planet Apocalypse is invading, and then Superman. Gets Darkseid to leave, and the dark Side kills Dan Turpin. Nope. And they have uh, they bury him. Nope. And it's this whole celebration of the life. Dan of, Turpin is a menace. They use it as a <laughs> way to say like R.I.P. Jack Kirby, and they even draw like the, like Bruce Tim, Al- Alex Ross, Paul Dini, all are drawn into the background of the funeral. Like it's. Really I do remember
2: too. when the X Men cartoon. I came home from my bowling league uh, mm-hmm. one Saturday morning in 1992, I guess or three. Uh, and one of those episodes was like Jack Kirby in memory yeah. and I was like oh no that guy died
0: Jack Kirby is like the they call him the king of comics he kind of is like mm-hmm. at least of superhero comics no one is more prolific, prolific than him period um, and but... and Fantastic 4 was he was really his book more mm-hmm. than Avengers more than X-Men and
3: and the a... thing
1: is his character let me I have this introduction to the Fantastic 4 courtesy right. of the 1978 cartoon
3: Though they crash-landed safely, the strange and powerful rays had changed each one of them,
0: transforming their leader, Reed Richards, into the, plastic Richards plastic. into the plastic-skinned Mr. Fantastic. More rubbery Into the now-you-see-her, now-you-don't, Invisible Girl, and Ben Grimm
2: into a mighty-muscled powerhouse called The Thing. Now, together with Herbie the Robot... <laughs>
0: Yeah, Herbie the robot. They didn't it wasn't because created they were afraid him. to give kid to show kids a human torch. Yes. It was because the human torch cartoon rights were owned by somebody else. Yes. Do you it's know a, who created Herbie though? Uh no.
1: Jack Kirby.
3: Well, he did. Jack wow. Herbie created, created Herbie the Kirby robot. Kirby did Herbie. Who yeah. I
1: think he premiered in the stupid cartoon but he's all over the comments.
0: It's really not about Ben Grimm. Well, so, you said fi- you said no. actually uh, FF sounds and not Ben Grimm. No no no, no. I'm I, I've gone off topic so many times on Ben Grimm, but alright. Well,
1: I'm just saying all the sound effects I have prepared are fantastic for and not necessarily Ben Grimm.
0: So Ben Grimm he grew up on the mean streets of Yancey Street. Good old Yancey Street. He was a member of the Yancey Street gang as a kid, then somehow got into Empire State University with uh, with uh, where he befriended Reed Richards It was a, it was a
2: clobbering scholarship
0: Well <laughs> that was a football scholarship He was on a football it's team the uh, You see him in his letterman jacket in flashbacks really Split hairs I guess But so him and uh, he, he roomed with Reed Richards Like Reed almost shared a room with Dr. Doom And then he ended up instead in a room uh, With Ben Grimm In super Do- crazy no way school As Hank Venture would say
3: <laughs> That's a reference to the Venture yeah. brothers Yeah
0: Anyway, um, yeah, they were all they were all buddies. But the thing then went off to the military. Uh, technically, I think he was like a Korean War vet in his original <laughs> setting, is in '61. Jesus. But so he was an, he was a, like an Air Force pilot, and the uh, Reed was building a spaceship mm-hmm. to beat the Russians into space. We can't let the Ruskies beat us to space, and so they sneak into the ship to fly up into space and that gets them bolted with uh, cosmic rays to transform all of them and really Ben Grimm got the worst of it mm-hmm. and that I've always just loved that Ben Grimm is like just he has no self esteem like he's just so say he's like why'd anybody want help from me just an ugly old rock
1: man me You let me know when it's, you want a Ben Grimm sound effect uh, all right let's say well how about one now
0: I'd like to see a warrant I'd like to see Anna Kornakova naked on a waterbed. what right.
1: Uh, that's weird. Just let I me know when, me him me him when you say. want another one. I got plenty here. It's sad. it's
0: strange that the the very Bronxy uh, Ben Graham turned into a Bostonian. But no,
3: the... Speaky bonnick shithead.
0: Ooh. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Hmm. Man, the thing is, he's edgy now. Yeah. Um, uh, but a a no, but,
2: but that's the thing is, uh, like, even though he does have these moments of like oh, I'm so hideous, he still is like the ever loving blue eyed thing. Like mm-hmm. he is like the, the heart of the team.
0: You you don't scare my petunia.
1: One of my favorite things that almost every every person who works on the Fantastic Four does. Ben is kind of the most miserable, but he is usually the one all the kids love. But he's so so nice. Well, it's the one all the kids because everybody knows the Fantastic Four and who they are, and it's Mm -hmm. the one kids stop either the kids afraid of him or they love him more than everybody else. Because that's how that's how I felt with the Fantastic Four. I immediately gravitated towards uh, thing, and because I. Didn't have a lot of money. I shot bargain bins and like things mm. solo line. I just grabbed <laughs> yeah, all no of them.
0: Nobody wanted to read those. I love that the like God, his
1: costume was awful. As
0: Spider Man had his own team up book, the mm. very popular Marvel team up, yeah. Uh, Thing had his own called Marvel Two and One, which yeah. was less popular, but it was the thing teaming up with other dudes. And uh, yeah, it's just something it's I, hot. I just love that the thing is like th- he was written. <laughs> in the in the voice of like uh Durante yeah. and that he still it never still changed is. like fifty years later or, uh, uh, no. I, oh you're saying you want another clip. Yeah sure. Hey, Mo. Your sister's ass really tastes as
1: sweet as here, says it does look Henry told me to grab <laughs> clips of Michael Chickless it's not specific.
2: Uh, I think um I think Chris Smith on uh, Comics Alliance mm-hmm. what is, he mentioned uh like someone asked like oh who's the most versatile character in Marvel and D C and he said Thing was because it's like Thing is a character that you can put in any situation Mm. with any other hero and part of that comes from that 2-in-1 where it's like if you need it to be a silly book with (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man that's totally fine. If you need it to be a dead serious book with a galactic yeah. level crisis, that's also fine. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, if you want it to be an just emotional just book. A, yeah, uh, an emotional Mopee. book. Like, if it's a giant beat-em-up, he mm-hmm. can do yeah. that, too. He can do anything. Yeah, like, yeah it, he he is great. I love the thing. Me too. Uh, there's one... That he's gone through a lot of weird changes, too. Like, It was something that bugged me in recent comics until I read the old ones, which was like... they. I feel like every writer who gets on the Fantastic Four now has a storyline of like... No, we found a way to transform him back into Ben. And mm-hmm. they, they act like they're the. I feel like a lot of those stories have treated like, oh, see, we're the first to transform him back into Ben, even though he always transforms back into Ben. But then I read the original books and, like, he does that, like, every yeah. issue. Like, yeah. he's always it was, they were Hulk shifting. Powers. Yeah. Hulk ish. Before the Hulk. He predates the Hulk by yeah. a couple years. Yeah. Uh, and that also, he even wore a helmet. Like, yeah, that helmet is super
2: weird.
3: Well, the
0: helmet is weird too because like he was given a helmet because Wolverine cut his face. Yeah, he had a scar on his face, which healed for prob- with probably magic. I don't. There's know There's a how. panel
2: of him in that in that Thanos book because it's a flashback. Oh and wow! It's just a
0: panel with thing with that
2: mask on, and I'm like,
0: Ugh. but it turns out that he wore that mask in one of their first issues. Like in in I believe it was issue three of Fantastic Four which was a big deal because they first dressed up in costume. The costumes that Sue designed for everybody, because she's a woman, she designed the costumes. So she couldn't do oh, anything else. Man. She was useless in that book. Uh, but that she made a costume for the thing, which was a full body costume with a helmet. And then the second they jump into their first fight, Thing goes like, I can't see Squad in this helmet. Throws it off. Oh, never again. But it's but it was the same helmet. Clearly the dude writing. The Fantastic Four, when they gave him that helmet again, at least kept it, like, they stuck to the roots of it. I also... And there was just, like,
2: McFarlane was one that I remember when he drew a thing in the 90s. He was like a stegosaurus. He was huge and had all these ridges and spikes in his head, and he was just like, McFarlane was hot enough that it was like, okay, just whatever you he want. Was pre-
0: he was plenty hot. Uh But yeah, Whoa, the... Oh, is this real... The, the Yancey Street Gang too was like they've always been making fun of him and like taunting him his whole career, saying like uh, oh, you're a loser thing." And but they're the only ones who get to make fun of the thing kind of stuff. And then also like it was it was in question for a long time whether he was Jewish or not. Oh, like, he was well, no, no, the, he definitely is now. But up until the late nineties, they never mm. they never really said it. Like back when white people were still hating other white people. <laughs> I think it was just that like. <laughs> most Marvel superheroes aren't religious, like, in any way. And so, you know, it just was obvious. Like, clearly he's Jewish, but they didn't want to say anything, even though, like, there were stories that Jack Kirby had uh, an original drawing in his house of, uh, uh, I believe it was the thing in rabbinical, mm. uh, like, outfit. That sounded dismissive, but I didn't mean it as that. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> I guess he's a Jew.
0: And then when Dan Slot a Jew, Jew took over the uh, took over he, he, when he wrote the solo thing book, he ended it with the thing having a bar mitzvah, mm. like that he had never had one, and it was it was a touching scene. I it, it made it was when he became a man. See, isn't that smart uh, that 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 the thing always wanted to become, he's wanted to transform back to a man. Now he became a man Aww. by having a bar mitzvah. Aww. Uh, and lastly, that... Uh, one more clip, you're right. All right, one wife's more. wifes pussy tastes like sweet butter. God, Henry. I think
2: that's <laughs> from the Ultimate FF.
0: No. <laughs> yes,
1: uh, sorry. That's I, from The Shield,
0: everybody. I got the a shield. text during that one, but that was a great clip. Nah. Uh, that he was saying that about, uh, like, one of the, the actors from, from Firefly. Oh, yeah. he was saying that about Gina Torres. Yeah, Gina Torres. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, well, lastly... About uh, the thing Was something I found really funny Mm. I was reading through uh, John Byrne's um, Omnibus of the Fantastic Four The second Omnibus
3: Uh.
0: And it ends with A collection uh, It ends with a parody book he did Which is like he made up a guy called Superb Man Who fought the Fantastical Four In you know one of the Irving Fourbrush What The Comics and when he it and so it was Fantastic Four versus Superman and he was parodying both his own books in Fantastic Four and how he wrote Superman. But when the thing comes out, the character name The Thung
3: <laughs>
0: when he when he talks, like he's writing the Thung dialogue, but then he puts an asterisk by, it by like this I know this sounds just like the thing. There's no way to parody the thing's dialogue. <laughs> like, it, it sounds this way all the time.
1: Like you have uh, the thing, starring Nick Cannon.
2: That's a missed thing. <laughs> mm. Nope. But You're losing me here. There's a miss There's a missed thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they were actually what Yeah, you were too minutes, busy pretending yeah.
1: not to be racist that you missed Brett's actual comment. Well, are you too busy checking your Windows phone? No,
0: I am too busy Put
2: me down, Henry. Pulling up
0: the article for this week's question last week's question of the week.
2: I don't have that but information.
1: You,
0: do you have a question of the week for this week and mind? cuz I do? Well, yeah, why don't we go with yours because uh okay, are we the this Super week's yeah, close please close. Let's close Hero yeah. Spotlight.
2: Also, follow-up question. Okay. When is the new when
0: is the who directed the new FF? Did you find that yeah. out?
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's Josh Trank. He's okay. doing both the new Star
1: the, well, Wars. Well, the
0: new Star Wars is like what, twenty nineteen or something? Yeah,
2: I don't know.
0: I don't Wait,
1: know. so
2: there's the Gareth Edwards Star Wars,
1: there's yeah. episode
3: seven. There's a, they said they were seven?
1: There would be spin off movies in between. Yeah, oh, oh, seven, wow, okay.
0: Edwards, eight, Trank.
3: That's how I don't it goes know the order. Damn. I
0: think it is one numbered spin off numbered spin off mm-hmm. I, mean, I,
1: no, I mean I don't know the order of who's directing I mean what.
2: I could get into that cuz this is literally a thing that like I'm not going to pull an internet here and then ask for something for mm-hmm. 10 years get it and then complain about it no, the, like the Star Wars, I asked all along like please make more stuff I want a Star care. Wars
1: movie universe is rich enough to have multiple movie storylines like, characters The right.
2: only thing I do worry about slightly not not too much cuz mm-hmm. if it's hand- if it's handled by people then fair enough but yeah, I don't want that opening crawl, Star Wars logo hitting the screen <laughs> like to happen every year. It's like that's that's too much.
0: Well, maybe the spin shouldn't start with that. That's yeah. what I feel like they those, shouldn't.
1: They'll start like a Caravan of Courage, the Ewok movie with Burrow Lives from the Rudolph Cuz like, narrating even, what's going on? Cuz
2: even like the Lord of the Rings movies having them all in all 17 Hobbit movies and they all start with <laughs> that and the logo Lord of the Rings fades in. Like that's nice. Mm. I really do like that.
0: The Hobbit still has those, doesn't it? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, but I think it's a different too. Yeah, it's like it's more whimsical. Like I do love those,
2: man. Those are so good. Hobbits? Not the hobbits, but just the hobbits are fine. They're whatever. The
0: Smog was way better. But I hope he does in, uh, what's the opposite of Extended? The uh, Oh, God. Uh, a trunc- truncated, truncated. Edition. truncated edition. The annotated Phantom Edit version. The, the oh, three-hour version of he The He could Hobbits.
1: charge more for one movie featuring all that content. That'd be great, and actually. Totally buy it.
2: Yeah, actually, I would. I would love to buy the one that's like, no, here's the book, actually.
0: Yeah, it's two yeah. hours. Uh, we cut off all that extraneous bullshit. Uh, just that time.
2: I'm looking forward to this one, though, because this year's will be the one that things happen in. Well what stuff happened in the at the end of the last one. The last one, the entirety of smog was great. I yeah. did I did really like it. And I love that they they committed to that. Like, no, we're gonna have a fifteen minute conversation between oh, that was great. a dragon and a a hobbit running around. I, I waited
0: my whole life to see that scene. Yeah. Like it was that, great. That was great. That scene was amazing. I didn't like like that that smog if he's got uh if he's got a dwarf on his nose. He will kill that dwarf. And I'm pissed (laughs) off that, like, I felt like they were pussifying him just a little bit. Like, they were making... But, all right. This is not the Hobbit podcast. Okay, Chris, we can start one if you want. uh, That could be your podcast. No. The Tolkien podcast. Only there was a movie podcast. Chris, why? Uh, why? you said you had a question of the week for this week, is we're saving last week's answers for the end, because that's spoiler to talk um, about Days of Future Past.
1: It did, I hope we didn't ask this before, because then you have to come up with something else. Uh-oh. But think about the thing in Fantastic Four, I was all a huge, right. huge fan as a them. kid, saved up all my money, I bought Fantastic Four number 29, Wow. Um, it's still framed at my parents' house, it is the oldest comic book I own. Oh, this is a good one. What is the oldest comic book you own? And just, if you don't know for sure, just speculate what you think it might be.
0: Well, this is a hard one to go back to, but because uh, all my comics are back at home, but I'm pretty sure
1: I still own them. They but I mean, you know, as you, you got into comics and you went back and bought old ones.
0: The one I got, I think that is the oldest, I believe it is... Amazing Spider-Man 26. I'm really embarrassed. I can't wow. remember this one because it's it's a big deal because it was the first off. Uh, you didn't see her face, but it was the first appearance of Mary Jane in mm. the book. And
2: oh, and like it, a silhouette or whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, no, it's like her face is obscured by like a lamp or something. Oh, yes. And she yes. has a kerchief on, and you see like Liz Allen and Betty Brant looking at her jealously, oh. like she looks like a movie star. Pete's That's gonna a- date her, like. I, I forget that a lot of those old Amazing Spider-Man comics are partially Betty and Veronica comics That's as well.
1: A, uh, you Every time someone says the word Yancey Street, it's very rare. This <laughs> like this hung over my wall oh, for yeah. years. Oh, and isn't that awesome? Fucking watch it in the background. Started on Yancy it started Street. on Yancey Street.
0: That's cool. I like that. But, and I never
1: opened it to read it. I wanted to keep it preserved.
0: Yeah, on the cover is Spider-Man fighting a... Uh, 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 fighting a spider slayer with j jonah jameson's face on it i remember that
2: i'm pretty sure the oldest one i have was a gift a few years ago but it's the first punisher first appearance oh, of Punisher. Shit, really?
0: oh spider-man amazing 170 it's one something no 127 it's one so it's the yellow cover
2: with the crosshairs
0: ah amazing 25 that's the one so brett beat you
2: what you
1: twenty seven. yes no no he one one hundred twenty. Oh, you're such a loser. One hundred twenty seven. Uh, I didn't even buy it. It was a gift. You were alive when that came
3: out.
0: No, I wasn't. No. What? No, no not even like close. Seven. It was early seventies. Like how old is Brett? <sighs> Same age as you. All right. I'm, I'm Which is pretty old, <laughs> am I right? Stop it. What it hurts to fart anymore, man? Right for you. <laughs> Instead of Man. "Am I right?" I need to start Wait, saying. What? You tell me fart jokes get over with this crowd that easily? <laughs>
2: yes.
3: Poop and farts, everybody. Amazing
0: one twenty nine <laughs> from fe- it's amazing one twenty nine <laughs> from February nineteen seventy four. Yeah, I wasn't born yet. And For six years, amazing twenty five, which I owned, was June nineteen sixty five. And when was yours from Chris? Sixty four. Damn, you win.
1: 64. All right, so who I'm looking else? It up on eBay right now in case time gets real bad.
0: Who else out there has uh, an older book? Do you have an older book than that? Do you have one that is like from when we actually were alive? Or will you really depress us and say your oldest book is like the first appearance of Carnage? Because that would really make me say. 61.
1: It wasn't as weird to think about in the 80s, but it is very strange that I own something I bought myself from 1964 that I bought when I was a kid. Yep. What the fuck? Did I know I would become this person? <laughs>
2: I think you should I guess should have anticipated You did join a swim team For a Spider-Man cartridge yeah, Well
1: It just I wasn't collecting old things Until like I don't know Like the last ten years
0: Alright guys, now it's time for last week So answer that in the forums on LasertimePodcast.com There's a link to it on this week's episode page mm. And now it's time for last week's Answers to the question of the week, which was Share your days and future past thoughts So we're not going to go too long into this I saw on the comments for last week's Episode, lots of people agreed with us that, Like, yeah, Quicksilver was great Even if his costume looked kind of dumb That the, the, he was great uh, so the first responder on the page was AIMBOTMASTER. I thought it was great. The time travel wasn't as confusing as it should have been. Dinklage's acting was great. And he was a smarmy character he always plays, only with a jean-shallot haircut and mustache. <laughs> boy, speaking of which, man, that the uh, boy that uh, thing that happened on Game of Thrones this week, right, guys? Let's talk about that around the water cooler. You
1: don't know what happened on Game of Thrones. I watched
0: the clip. I, everybody God. was talking about it. And then when I Just saw to it, I was like, "Live in Jesus. spoilers. Eh, who cares? Well. Why? I've read. So when I wanted to look up the Red Wedding, when everybody was talking about the Red Wedding, I went mm-hmm. to the wiki page for it. And as I read the Red Wedding, it's like, oh, and here's what happens at the purple wedding. And here's what happens with this other Jesus. character and this character. I'm like, oh, man, I've spoiled a whole lot of this shit. Yes, you have. Oh, well. Good okay. God. So that's why I stopped caring. All right. A couple more. Uh, we've got Slain Puddle. Whoa! says, where I'm at right now, the movie doesn't release until May 30th. What? Sorry, I should read his edit. (laughs) Edit. James Marsden is back. Fuck yes. I like how this movie effectively negates the existence of X3. And also, yes, we were so wrong about Quicksilver. Yeah, I'm looking at Awkward Loser's
1: long comment. I didn't expect anything to come out like this. Uh, I hated this movie. I hate all of the X-Men movies other than First Class, which is the one I had uh, very low expectations for. These movies constantly... uh, Shaft, the characters I love, in favor of Wolverine, who, uh, own, who, who oh. only annoying man boys think is cool. Iceman and Colossus look like chumps, despite um, I am Iceman. Iceman being uh, the most powerful X Men alive, and Jean with Jean dead, uh, he can do a whole yeah, lot yeah. more than create ice slides.
0: Not in the not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, it's a, like, they reveal that Iceman at one point. I think he still is, technically. He's an Omega-Level mutant because he could freeze the Earth if he mm. wanted to.
1: A kitty did nothing except touch Wolverine for two hours. That's a good point. And run away. Uh, and it shouldn't... And she should have been the star, not Wolverine. Um, shit. Also, Rogue and Cyclops was part felt like a knife twist and a painful reminder of how awful they've been uh, written for the series. <laughs> Seriously, uh, name a good Rogue moment in the X-Men series.
0: That one time where she was rescued. You know, I like the part where uh, Magneto and in X Men Two and Magneto and Mystique are like having gossipy conversation, and then Rogue looks at them, and then Magneto says, "We love what you've done with your
3: hair." Like, I, <laughs>
0: yeah. I like that scene. because
2: he came for the streak. Yep, but uh, I mean, it's true. Like, yeah, they do. Colossus definitely gets the shaft. Like, he's too cool of a character and too crucial of a character to have been treated the way he has but it's like that that gets into that like this isn't the thing i wanted so therefore it's bad which like like i wanted a pepperoni pizza and got a sausage pizza therefore it sucks. it's It's like zero out of zero zero out of ten it's like that's not like i i totally i'm totally with you on like that but it's like this was still i mean we feel a good movie Mm -hmm. it just so did happen to focus on other characters I do agree I, they, they made Colossus like never once look yeah. effective they, is that because they make him too young? I don't know, but it's like he's supposed to be incredibly powerful, and every time he's punched anything in those movies, it's like so mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. one time it mattered was an x two which was the best scene of the yeah. whole movie practically, and the whole <laughs> the whole room like gasped at once, like, oh my god <laughs> uh, I'll never forget that moment i that yeah, great. I remember like, like well, that whole scene is is the best moment of x men in any yeah. screen ever, never He's, was better than that. The invasion of the
1: mansion. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine kills that many people so yeah. quickly. It's
0: fucking in that like that.
2: That whole scene is flawless, and the fact that it came right after the Nightcrawler scene Which already also, makes yeah. that the best X Men movie. Uh, a couple
0: more Raccoon Hale says that the and movie part is of that fantastic. As I said
1: before, is that I, my friend of like, if Colossus is in this movie, you have to do the arcade Colossal screen. Sure. That happens on screen, and just through the cheers, you just hear.
0: Wow, he really did it, huh? (laughs) And And he did it way better than me. Like, it sounded a lot like this. And by the uh... way, this
1: is on YouTube for nine hours. (laughs)
0: All right, Raccoon Hale says, The movie was amazing and the perfect redirection for the (laughs) X-Men franchise. Now I am once again excited for X-Men movies instead of guardedly curious. I do demand that Cable and his car-sized single-handed gun, car-sized single-handed gun, show up in the next movie or I will be very disappointed. And then lastly, Aaron Baba said... Was well, great to see an exciting and well-paced X-Men in what feels like forever. And how about that Jackman butt, huh? Woo!
1: Is that the first time it has gone bare in an X-Men movie?
0: Uh, yeah, Wolverine, that's Wolverine the, ones. The, the Wolverine one. The Wolverine one. You see a little little crack. Actually, I feel like you saw just the the hint of it, the top of his butt when he's running I mean, away in X-Men Two. Gratuitous yeah. butt. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was
1: like the most butt ever. Like. And uh, right, last one right underneath that. Uh, Henry Gilbert says,
2: "Your ex-wife's pussy tastes <laughs> like sweet butter." <laughs> Henry Gilbert, you Henry. dog. Is
0: that what they taste like?
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh,
0: sorry guys, that's uh, that's too far.
3: Uh, that's you know, that's
0: your call to make. Hey, anyways, uh, enough 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 teasing, enough <laughs> teasing the audience. Um, <laughs> Guys, it's an episode. It's time for plugs, if I may steal the parlance from the Comedy Bang Bang podcast. Mm. It's time for plugs.
1: Fuck yeah, laser time. This week, uh, Greg, Gregoman Moore returns to relay uh, stories of being a uh, young, defiant weeaboo leaving America no, and going man. to. He's not uh, a weeaboo. That's not anymore. It's that. been beaten out of him after living in Japan for half a decade. <laughs>
0: he used to love Japan. I think he still loves he Japan. Does. He does. I love that. Uh, you know, I wish we had recorded it. I had read this great article about this culinary school in, in uh in Japan that just had this rule of like, well yeah, we don't hire we don't hire non jep or we don't allow non Japanese people to attend our school. And and the people like locally were said you, you shouldn't like the local leadership was saying you should really repeal that rule. He's like you can't make me like there's no anti like it revealed there's no anti-discrimination laws in Japan about like at least for jobs like or for school they can just like well you're not Japanese you're not getting into school yeah like, pick one of six haircuts and go to work <laughs> <laughs> it, that would have been interesting to talk about on that podcast
1: <laughs> that and um, uh, I think Dave just dropped a brand new episode of a uh cheap podcast they both start with the same which i hadn't seen until just a second ago but it's the blue tista thing with mega man armor which i had definitely not seen yeah, yeah. Blue Tista point. was it's great
0: yeah brett really good brett missed out on the pay-per-view which was actually really good yeah, really I, I watched it the next day it was oh fun. yeah you, that's was the all right like, the last two matches
1: be... were a lot of
2: fun yeah no i watched the i watched the divas match and i watched uh, the the last man standing and i watched the evolution match it's fine,
0: and then and then you watch the raw, or you saw the raw fallout. I saw you know? the raw clip, yeah. For Simpsons. <laughs> that Simpsons <laughs> one was great. Uh, uh,
2: VGEmpire.com, dot com video game music podcast. Uh, there was a Godzilla episode recently, and an X Men episode recently. But we also just posted indie game music showcase oh. two, which is all about. Uh, so two years ago, I did an indie game episode. This is a follow up. And that this is uh, like escape goat, Bastion, Hotline Miami, Kentucky Route Zero, Kentucky Route Zero, Love Trouser, and uh, other games, uh, which are all available to buy via various places. Check Bandcamp, check Louder, check uh, Amazon, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Check like just check, mm-hmm. just buy their music because they actually get money for it. If you you're can... gonna buy it through Amazon, I think
0: I know you Indeed. Uh... I
1: may get in a couple more plugs this week. Uh, video Game Apocalypse um has an awesome top five it's about top five kids in peril uh young children put in terrible situations by video games uh <laughs> we will have an accompanying video to that that michael and i are working on you can mm-hmm. find on youtube.com slash laser network please guys go check that out check out our channel that and our twitch channel but if you can if you like what you see on the uh youtube channel please give it a share we got some stupid short form videos there um that we'd
0: really like to get some more on time no! Well, it's Brett's hiccup tells us it's time to go, so.
1: He can't record anymore.
0: Until next time, Ex. Celsius.